0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're going over all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately, or in some case fortunately, only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III.
1: And I'm Meredith Broadbeck.
0: And join us today as we delve deeper into our series on Pretty Wild. Today we'll be discussing episode 6... Vanity Unfair. So unfair. So unfair. And probably <laughs> like the most important episode of the entire series.
1: The most famous.
0: Yeah, the most famous, for yeah. sure. Not necessarily important, but yes, most famous. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of house cleaning, I do not have any Twitter. No one really tweeted us about the show. Um, we did, I, Heather very nicely wished us um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Holidays. And also, Heather, thank you for the lovely card. Heather sent us a lovely card. Ah. Um and then Taylor and I were talking sleazy tea um about her congratulations Taylor, she graduated from school and hey! um we may have some special Taylor things happening soon. Ooh. That'll, that'll have to be a surprise to everybody. And then I have some um not pretty wild related news um, first of all, um, do not buy Balmain tennis shoes because Balmain hates feet. <laughs> I bought a pair of Balmain high tops on New Year's I now have a hole in my foot. Um, I would just like to give a PSA to everyone out there. Do not do that. Um, they are absolutely terrible and horrible. Um, the other thing that I would like to discuss, which is kind of um, goes along with your wildfile. I finally, I've been so remiss, I finally delved into the reality of reality um and i recovering, uh, recovering from reality I'm sorry yeah. recovering from reality I listened to another podcast called Reality Reality. um Alexis's podcast and I'm obsessed with it it's good it's so good and first of all it's kind of ASMR she's got this very relaxing voice like yeah. it's good to listen to at night and then how many episodes did you listen to
1: um Maybe three or four. Okay, I should have listened to the one that you're about to discuss, and okay. I didn't have time. So I
0: listened to the very first one. I listened to the reunion when it was her and Tess and Gabby. Yeah. I listened to the Dan um, Levy episode. Is it Levy? Uh, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's Levy. Dan Levy episode. I listened to the Gabby episode. Yeah. Um, and then I'm halfway through, I think, or did I finish it? Let me pull up my phone real quick. Um, her episode with Andrea, with her mom. Okay. Um And... Wow. I mean, talk about a lot of pertinent information, especially just on today's episode alone, like the stuff that she talks about. Um, I thought one of the funny things. Oh, no, I am. So I'm 17 minutes into a 55 minute episode um, for With a Mom. mom. Okay, Um, And I I should have finished it before today, but I've just been busy. Um, But if you guys haven't listened, it's a great podcast. I really think I'm going to reach out to her. Like DM her and just tell her that like I'm really just impressed with like I the know. person she's become. I told and you. Yeah, it's. I mean, and so I, I should have listened to you. I should have been listening earlier. I was remiss. But some of the things that stood out to me, um, for one, was that they reshot the cop showing up. Yeah. Like I thought that was interesting. So that wasn't real. Um, we'll talk later about how they shot the scene with the phone call. Um, oh, the other one I listened to is the most recent. Did you when she talks about Nancy Joe?
1: No, I didn't listen to that one. Okay,
0: so you guys, there's a very relevant episode. Her most recent episode of the podcast, I think, or the one before the last... It's either the most recent or the penultimate one. Um, She, I guess, reached out to Nancy Joe on Twitter and said, like, do you want to come on my podcast and discuss, like, the article and what happened and everything? And Nancy Joe not only would not, but they had a little bit of a feud, and it was really interesting.
1: Yeah. I... Listen to an episode where she mentioned it, I think. I listened to something. she must
0: she... you either listened to it or she must have mentioned that she was going to do it because yeah. it's, it's it was I think it's like the last episode or next to last episode where she talks about it. And it was short. It's like twenty five minutes. It's a quick episode.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I feel like when we finish pretty wild, we should tell her.
0: For sure, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I really want to reach out to her. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it from my personal Twitter or if uh, from Instagram or from the podcast Twitter, but yeah, I'm definitely going to I'm really impressed with her.
1: No, it's really fascinating. She's so self-aware. Yeah. And she has a great sense of humor about all of it, and she really does own all of her mistakes in a really refreshing way, and it's pretty cool.
0: And one of the things (coughs) I like the best is that a lot of people in recovery or at least famous people, or, you know, when I've seen things at Recovery, they try to act like everything was terrible. And she doesn't. She's like, it was fun for a long time. Like, we hung out at Kid Rock's house every weekend. We were doing all these drugs, like, hanging out in the VIP. Like, it was a ton of fun until it wasn't. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't express that. And I loved that she did. But um, if you guys aren't listening, you should go check it out and listen, Recovering from Reality. It's really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, good, because you can help me with this wild file then. Because okay, I've
0: got 17 minutes worth of info for yeah, you. Yeah,
1: well, I didn't have time to listen to it, and I brain farted and didn't listen to it. <coughs> and in trying to do my wild file on Andrea, I'm now convinced that's not Andrea's born name.
0: Okay. Possible. So,
1: Andrea Arlington also sounds like a stage name. So I started with researching the Playboy archives, which is part of why I didn't have more time to do this, because I'm not going to search for that at work. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas other reality shows I will research at work, no problem. So I went through a massive Playboy archive, searching for things with Andrea, models named Andrea. And so then I went through... Real quick.
0: Arlington is her maiden name. Allegedly, right?
1: Allegedly. I mean
0: because Alexis's name was Nyers, Gabby's yes. name is Nyers, Tess's name is I can't even don't even know. Adler. Um, so so Arlington were is allegedly her maiden name. Okay.
1: Yeah. So then I found someone, it was probably Wikipedia, has basically catalogued every Playboy issue. So it's every name of who's in a pictorial, who the 20 questions are, who the interview is, whatever. From the beginning of the magazine through modern day. So I went through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even the um, 2000s to 2010, searching for Andrea. Nothing. Nothing. There were like three Andreas, but they were all famous people. They were like, I could look at their photos and it was not her.
0: I wonder though, if maybe she, maybe Andrea is her real name and she used his stage name when she did Playboy.
1: Maybe. But so I looked at every person... That, so there were three Andreas in the eighties, but none of them were her. There were none in the nineties. And then I think there were none in the two thousands and she probably would have been too old ish for sure. Yeah.
0: So now I'm like, I thought it had to be early nineties, late eighties, early nineties had to be
1: right. So now I like, I don't know who she is and I'm really confused or did she just make that up? I don't know. It's possible. She, so she calls herself a former Playboy model and lingerie model, but I couldn't find evidence of either.
0: Well, maybe there's no pictures. She could have just been some chick that hung out at the mansion.
1: Yeah. Or did she just like submit her photos to Playboy and she's calling that Playboy model? I don't know.
0: Cause like, remember in the beginning (laughs) of OC, uh, houses of OC when Lori would submit her pictures so she could get invited to the Playboy Playboy mansion for Halloween and stuff. Yeah. And like would hang out at the mansion. So maybe that was along these lines.
1: Maybe. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me.
0: Um, You should reach
1: out to her on Instagram. From our Instagram. I could try. She also, it could be, sometimes they do like girls next door or something, right? Like, or girls from around the country or something like that.
0: Oh, in Playboy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they'll do... They do college girls. Yeah, they do the girl next door. They do... Like, they do themed pictorials.
1: So she could... She may have been one of those that wasn't in the catalog of, like, regular features. But I still couldn't find. And I went through Reddit. Like, I tried real hard on a deep dive. Because you know there are so many people who are obsessed with Playboy and the women who are in it. Yeah. And nothing.
0: There's also... um It's very possible that maybe it was online?
1: Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. She would have been like a very early online girl.
0: Yeah, maybe. You never know. I don't know. That's interesting.
1: I know. Well, so my family was one of the early internet people because we got Prodigy in 1994. So that would have been 16 years before this, which means she would have been, I don't know, maybe what, like 26 or so? It's possible. Well, how old is she now? I don't... Well, so Alexis is about... She's 19 or 20, and so Andrea is probably, I don't know, 42-ish?
0: I thought Alexis was 18.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Oh, no,
0: because Alexis is now 28. Alexis so was, yeah. So yeah. she was 18. Okay. She might have even been 17 when this was filmed, right? Because she went to, well, yes, let's no, say No, she 18. was
1: born in February 91.
0: Okay. She was born in February 91. Yeah. So then it <clears throat> had to be before that. Yeah, it was before she was born. There so the go. 80s. It had to be the 80s. Yeah,
1: I know. So, well, she wasn't an early online girl. Anyway. No. <laughs> I know. It's this great big mystery, and I spent a lot of time on it, and I'm really mad. I have nothing to show for it. And <clears throat> Andrea is also doing well now, though, like Alexis, and she is a life coach. And she, I don't know whether it's her organization or whether she's a part of it, but it's Families United for Recovery. And Frank and I had some text message back and forth because we couldn't decide if she and Jerry were still together or not. And my guess was that they weren't based on the photos from the wedding, Gabby's wedding, because they had no photos together, even though um, Jerry walked Gabby down the aisle. And then she posted a picture of her and a man recently on December 26th, 2019, and called the man her honey. And I thought it was Jerry at first, but it's not.
0: It's not. And in the episode of the podcast with her she says that she and jerry like they're talking about it and she doesn't say divorce but she says that she and jerry separated in 2013 so i wasn't sure if they separated and got back together or but there definitely was a separation in 2013
1: right and i saw on her old twitter that they celebrated their 10-year anniversary in 2012 but I don't. I don't think they're still together. She, when they were married, she went by Andrea Arlington Dunn, and now she's just Andrea Arlington.
0: Well, and I would kind of hope they weren't together, because one of the things that she said in the podcast was basically that she she talked a lot about dating, um, and Alexis talked about, like, how it would traumatize her because she would bring these men around, and Alexis would really, like, fall in love with them, and then they would disappear. And she said, like I wasn't looking to date; I was looking to get married. And she said, and so that's why, like she said, I knew the rule. I knew that you didn't bring guys home to your kids unless you were serious about them. And I was serious about the men that I dated. So there, I there was someone before Jerry, I guess that they both really, really liked. I don't know what went wrong. I can't remember his name, which is a first name, so it wouldn't have mattered. Okay. Um, and then, but she basically was just like, I wanted a husband, and I wanted someone with money, and I wanted someone to take care of me and my kids. So. If I was Jerry hearing that now and they were still married, I'd be pissed. So they definitely are not.
1: Yeah. Well, that's for the best then. But that's all I found out about her. So I, the Wildfire started out so strong and had so much to say, and now they don't, and I'm surprised. Um, especially because Andrea, she doesn't have a podcast, but she's very open about her early days now too. And I'm surprised there's not more out there about
0: Oh, things. one of the things I'm forgetting and the reason that she probably does have a fake name. She said she left home at 14.
1: Yeah. It's not her real name. Yeah. I'm dying to know. I'm sure we could ask her. What's your real name? <laughs> no,
0: just say like, "Hey, I was curious. Like, what your um, what years did you model and play?" You know, I'm she. I'm sure she'd like to talk about it. She's That's still, true. You know,
1: the other thing in the family reunion episode, and I think
0: if you did it or the podcast did it, like if I did it, it'll seem creepy because I'm a guy. But I feel like if yeah. you do it directly, or if we do it from the podcast, one of the podcast social media accounts, that that might seem a little less gross.
1: We could try it. Um, another thing that came out in the family reunion episode of Alexis's podcast is that they basically make Andrea own up to the fact that she was a flighty mother, you know, that and yeah, she's, she owns up to it very nicely, actually. And it's just kind of a sad moment of that episode. And she admits that she had addiction issues of her own with antidepressants and marijuana. Well, and that's
0: what I want to talk about is so I'm listening to this and she says like in the interview, she says, you know, and after that, I... Quit smoking. We, you know, she said, I got off the antidepressants and I got off the
1: marijuana, but like, who's addicted to antidepressants? Like, people need those. I don't. Oh, I bet if you take the right cocktail though, you can get yourself nice and up.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Cause I, I mean, I could see that with like Xanax, Valium, Boost Bar, things like that. But if it's just like Prozac or Zoloft or something, I, don't, I was surprised. Yeah. Because I feel I don't like know. that could be hurtful to some people who do have bipolar or something and go, oh. I'm addicted to my, uh, you know, and depression meds. It just seemed weird. To
1: I me. know, me too. But which one did she say she gave up? The anti. She said she's. I think she said I'm off of antidepressants, but marijuana is a work in progress or something like that.
0: No, on the episode I listened to, she's done. Like oh, she doesn't really? smoke pot and she doesn't. Okay. I don't. She didn't say anything about alcohol. Maybe she has a glass of wine now and then or something, but she's not smoking pot. It was Gabby. So I in the Gabby episode. Um, cause remember we were really confused about yeah. like Gabby's and Gabby said that she, um, was heavily reliant on pot and she was numbing her feelings with it and she didn't anymore. And then, you know, and she said, and I was able to stop doing that. But then later she said, I still like to party and have a good time, but now I do it responsibly, something like that. So yeah. I think Gabby now, instead of smoking all day, every day, she smokes like she sometimes. goes out and drinks and like smokes out every once in a while.
1: Yeah. And what about Alexis? No pot. Nothing.
0: Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing.
1: That's what I thought. Which I respect, too. I feel like a lot of celebrities who are in recovery, they're like, well, I'm in recovery, but I drink now. And I feel like Alexis is very all or nothing about it, but in a way that's, like, very hard.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely... Well, because one of her, you know, best friends and the partner in the business is that guy, Bob, that was Dr. Drew's buddy. Like so, And he is very, like... Nothing. So
1: that's Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. He's in, he's buddies with Jason Waller too. Oh yeah.
0: Like he's like head of the celebrity drunks and drug addicts patrol. Like he's good on him. Yeah. That must be, he's got some stories. He gets on my nerves though. Did you watch Celebrity Rehab? I did not like him on Celebrity Rehab.
1: I definitely went through phases where I watched Celebrity Rehab.
0: I watched it all. It was really fucking good. But, um, he, I don't know. There's just, was something about him that rubbed me the wrong way.
1: Yeah. No, I just want to know what he knows. He's seen some stuff, I He's bet. He's
0: definitely seen some stuff.
1: All right. Well, let's get into this episode. Vanity Unfair. We open the episode and Alexis and Tess are getting their nails done.
0: At Skin Haven, which is a terrible name for a nail salon.
1: Yeah, it's a little creepy. I was also surprised because this so-called hurry that we left in last episode, where we left Cabo in a flash because something was the matter, it doesn't exist at all. Nothing's wrong. There was no need to hurry back.
0: Oh, there was a need to hurry back. Drugs.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, just, they made it seem like there was a legal issue at the end of last episode.
0: Oh, yeah, and I'm wondering, it's interesting because I'm trying to think of the podcast if they, she talks a lot about, I mean, as you know, she talks a lot about, like, how they didn't have their drugs. Oh, and she did say... That part of the reason that Alexis was doing better than Tess is she did go to a Mexican pharmacy. Oh, And she's like, she's like, I was just like, benzos, pains, whatever. And she got some like, jankity off-market like, Percocet or something.
1: Why didn't Tess take them? I don't know. Okay. I think there, Tess yeah. was
0: really sick, she said, and just like, holed yeah. up in the room. And yeah. Like, I, I, I have a feeling the reason Max didn't respond to her texts is probably because she was just like, I'm so fucking sick, I can't, like, I just want to die. I think she
1: was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, anyway, they're getting their nails done now, and Alexis has big news, and she has been reached out to by Vanity Fair for a photo shoot and the opportunity to tell her side of the story.
0: And I, we now know from listening to her podcast that E arranged the whole thing.
1: Oh, they did? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, Vanity Fair did not reach out to her. E arranged the whole thing. Um, and with her lawyer, with Jeffrey Rubenstein, and it was truly, they said, like, you do this, it's going to make you look really good, you're going to come across in a great light, it's going to be a fluff piece. Yeah. And that's how they presented it to her.
1: And they, it backfired huge. Well, because they lied. Nancy Joe lied. (laughs) Alexis also said some really stupid things, though. A
0: hundred percent. But, like, she really went into it thinking that, like... This is going, like, E told, the production said to her, like, do this. Oh, another thing I learned in the podcast that was great (laughs) to backtrack a little bit is the Oakenfold thing. Yeah. Is that they went back and filmed that scene where they're talking about the DJs later because Gabby didn't even know who Oakenfold was.
1: Oh my God. They had
0: already locked it down and then they made them film that scene when they were talking about, like, Oakenfold, Aoki, whatever. She didn't even know who he was.
1: Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that I listen to the same episodes as you and I retain a third of what you retain. <laughs> well, it's probably because do you listen at work. I listen when I walk or when I'm doing work.
0: Okay, because I listen when I walk from the gym to, my, to the metro and so I have nothing else. Like, it's all I'm concentrating on. But I thought that was interesting.
1: I finished that one at work. That's why. Um, but anyway, so Alexis is very excited that she gets to do a spread and an interview with Vanity Fair. And Tess cuts her off to start whining about Max.
0: Yeah. He's blowing her off. Or he was blowing her off in Cabo.
1: I'm not going to lie. Tess is really annoying me. Like, she's getting a spread at Vanity Fair. No one cares about Max. I was on Alexis's side on this one. Agreed. Like, be yeah. excited.
0: Yeah, agreed. I'm shut with up, you on that shut one. Shut up
1: and get your nails done. I
0: also, as someone who has done heroin and done Oxycontin and been around people who were addicted to it, they're really coherent. Yeah. Like she said in the podcast that they were smoking um, Oxycontin every day. Yeah. And like doing heroin. Like everyone I knew like that was nodding off and like could barely keep their eyes open. They are very with it. I know. I am shocked.
1: I feel like the only moment that we've had on this show where I thought they were really, they sounded like someone like, like the addicts they've now said that they are, is when we heard Alexis on the other end of the phone. When Tess had the date with Ryan Cabrera. Yeah. And Alexis was like, oh, I was like, that sounds right.
0: I'm assuming it's, I guess it's the Adderall. They were probably speedballing. So taking like the Adderall to like stay awake and then doing the Oxycontin and the heroin to like mellow
1: out. I also think they would disappear for days at a time. So like they would come home to film and then they would go on a bender for days and then they would be like, oh shit, we should go back.
0: Well, Alexis said that she didn't do that on the podcast that she was like up at five for the call times. and It was Tess. It was Tess. They couldn't drag out of bed. Tess that wouldn't show up. And Tess was like, I don't want to fucking do this. Hmm. She said she was high as fuck, but she would actually show up. And she's like, she knew she looked, knew it was a job and looked at it like a job. And she said that Tess like did not and wanted nothing and actually wanted to quit. It halfway makes se- through.
1: That's right. It makes sense though, because it also took Tess longer to get sober than I was. Two it years lasts. longer. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. So, Tess doesn't know what is happening with her and Max, and no one really cares.
0: No. Yeah. I I, don't care.
1: I don't care. Um, And then we go back to the house, and Gabby is asking Andrea for her credit card. And Andrea says that when she was Gabby's age, she was a secretary at a modeling agency. Mm -hmm. So there's something else to look up. And she suggests that Gabby get a job. So she could start saving money for a car.
0: I'm also curious about the wage she said she was earning because she said that she was making $325 an hour, which to me doesn't track because at my first job, minimum wage was $335. Like I was making $335 an hour. So she was either making above minimum wage before and was working before I was working because she's older than me, um, I think, um, or she got the figure wrong. Hmm because in 1987 minimum wage was 335
1: I mean if she if she was like a pretty young girl who got a job at a modeling agency it wouldn't surprise me if they paid well
0: to answer the phone
1: True I was more surprised they would hire someone so young to answer the phone at an agency but
0: Well I mean the models are that age too so I guess but And yeah, she's probably lying too who knows
1: I'm telling you <laughs> As much as I'm rooting for Andrea, I'm now convinced she's completely full of shit. Like, I think this whole, like, lingerie model, whatever, that is fabricated.
0: I'd be curious to see. And I'll, I'll be curious to see when I listen to the rest of the episode. I will say this, though, about her. Um, I really liked her in the 20 minutes I listened to of the podcast. Yeah. Like, she also, like Alexis, is, like, very together and oh, with yeah. it. Although, I think it's hilarious that they are tripling down on the secret. Like, they are, I mean, to the end of time.
1: Yep. Told you. She, she is refreshing in the same way that Alexis is. She does own her mistakes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So then Tess goes to see Max and his band practice. And it's interesting that she goes to talk to him, but she goes to talk to him about scheduling a time to talk. <laughs> um, and she says that in Cabo, she was the third wheel. Not really. You weren't even there. Um, and they decide they're going to talk tomorrow over coffee. And she says she's going to crack Max's shell.
0: Okay. I I have to say that this entire plot line of this episode had me snoozing. Yeah. Like, I do not give a shit about her and Max. All of this seems incredibly fabricated to promote Wicker as a band, um, by E. And I just, I don't care.
1: No. I also... The 90210 podcast is really obsessed when people say third wheel because the correct expression is fifth wheel. Because a third wheel is technically just a tricycle. So if you want something to be awkward and have an extra wheel, it would be a fifth wheel. And they always scream about it. So now when I hear people say it, it really drives me nuts, even though I still say it. (sighs) And Max does not come across great. Although neither does
0: Tess. Well, and it's interesting because he he is not discussed on any of the podca- Pretty Wild podcast stuff that they talk about. And so I'm curious to know, like, was he doing drugs too? Was it a real relationship? Like, what... I- I'm assuming he was.
1: Yeah. I've done some diving on him. He's still around. He looks the exact same. He has a daughter now. Because um, he might be a wildfire later, but that's pretty much all I found out about him so far. Um, and then Alexis goes shopping for... Her Vanity Fair photo shoot. Yes. And she shows off a lot of short skirts. And Andrea and Gabby deem that they are too sexy. And she bought some like four inch heeled. um, They're almost like little booty heels. And they say that she can't wear those either. And she says she's just going to have to do something else. And she needs to be more conservative.
0: And she did her whining like I already went down to three inches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so this is where we get the scene of her talking to Nancy Joe, And she says that she's very excited to share her history. And this is where I do feel bad for Alexis because they pulled the wool over her eyes so bad. But when you're trying to appear humble and like you're not money obsessed... And then Nancy Joe asks her what her favorite labels are, and she just goes on and on about... She basically says that shoes and handbags are her favorite hobby, and she lists off all these brands, and she's like, oh, but don't get me wrong, I love my Converse and my Rainbows too. It's like, well... <laughs> way to appear down to earth.
0: Also, what was that? Was it a couch? Was it a bed? Where was this interview taking place?
1: In that horrible... It's that weird couch that Max and Tess were on when she has a different shirt on. It's a weird. Yeah. It's got a hard wood back. It's like a bench with a soft thing. But it's
0: also like the bench part is very wide. Yeah. Like very wide. Yeah. Like I feel like you couldn't bend your knees. You couldn't have your back against the back. Yeah. And bend your knees. Like no. you'd have to be sticking straight out.
1: Yeah. It's very weird. Um, and she tells Nancy Jo that It's great to hang out with celebrities, um, but there is a darker side and, um, that deep down she's really wholesome. And then she starts talking about her Rocky times and she's crying and saying that she's been through a lot and Nancy Jo hugs her and she ends, the scene ends anyway, with Alexis telling Nancy Joe that it's her destiny in life to be a leader
0: and that she's ready to start being a good example, which is kind of interesting. And maybe this is her secret talking. Yeah. But I mean, that's what she ended up being. Took a long time. But I mean, she is now.
1: Yeah. I would just, you know, I think it was interesting to watch this scene and then the scene later where she's reading it. Yeah. Because Nancy Joe recorded the whole thing. She certainly painted the picture she wanted to paint with what Alexa said. But Alexa said all that stuff.
0: Well, she said it all, but kind of like in reality TV. I mean, she cut some stuff out. I mean oh, yeah. she edited it to make her look the way she wanted to make her look.
1: Totally. I think Alexis just didn't realize that Nancy Joe wasn't out to make her look like a good person. No. That's not what No.
0: She was out to get her. Yeah. And make a salacious article and sell some magazines.
1: Yeah. Um, so then we have to follow Gabby job hunting and this is again another thing that I don't care about.
0: Uh, no, so I mean neither, but she goes to Planet Blue to look for a job. She goes to Tail Waggers, which is where she eventually gets the job.
1: And she's really excited to work at a pet store.
0: Now, this kind of all goes to, oh, oh, the other thing I learned, I forgot. (laughs) Well, so, so when she says, I'm really good at memorizing, I can start tomorrow. Do you have school?
1: I, I thought you had back, school. Back like, now.
0: what, you can't, she's, she's like, I can work whenever, I can start tomorrow. So I'm still very confused about her schooling situation, but Tess and Alexis both dropped out. Okay. She says on the, like, 16. Okay. They both dropped out. Yeah. So.
1: They went to that high school, but they didn't graduate.
0: No. Okay. They did not. They Indian both dropped Hill's out. or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And then they were still hanging out with those kids in the bling ring and some of them were still in school. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I dropped out and I still hung out with my friends that were still in school.
1: There you go. All right. Um, so Gabby gets a job at a pet store, and she's super excited. And then we see Tess getting ready to go meet up for coffee with Max. And she keeps saying that she's never been this nervous about a guy before, and Alexa says, you must really like him. I and feel like
0: you were pretty nervous about Ryan Cabrera. That's
1: what I was thinking. She's been this nervous about every date she's been on. and
0: Which is interesting to me, because it's hard to be nervous when you're on Oxycontin. Yeah. Like it real chills you out. So I don't like, I was like, how are you nervous? Like,
1: yeah, you're on a bunch of downers. Just go with it. The other thing that I find interesting, and I know this was of the time, but she wears this like cute top and this like, you know, leather jacket and tight pants. She just ruins it all with like a giant fuzzy pair of Uggs with the tops folded over. And I'm like, well, now you look like you're wearing slippers.
0: Well, that that was, that was the fashion.
1: I know. If she had just thrown on some, like, cute boots or, like, heels or something, we would have we would have had a look. But, no. And the coffee talk with Max. This coffee house is disgusting, first of all. It looks it's like... It's called
0: Groundwork.
1: So, it looks like it has, like, an indoor putting green. Like, it has that weird indoor-outdoor green flooring.
0: To me, what it reminded me was... It reminded me of, like, a shitty worn-in coffee shop you'd find in a college town.
1: Yes, it was gross. You
0: know, like, or, or like, even a bar like that that just says no one keeps it up at all and everyone just crashes there. Like, that's what it looked like.
1: They're sitting on a filthy leather couch. Yeah. And so she says that when she was in Cabo, it was really impossible to reach Max and that she really likes him and she kind of wants to know where he stands on everything. And... He says that, you know, she's beautiful and he really enjoys her company. And then he says, let's just keep doing what we're doing.
0: Yeah. I've, another reason why I was so annoyed with this whole plot point is that nothing came of it. Nothing. Nothing. There. There. She is exactly... After this conversation where she was before the conversation, she knows nothing. They've established no boundaries. Yeah. Like he's, I mean, he's basically just like, I'm just going to keep calling you whenever I fucking feel like it.
1: Right. And she was like, sounds good. And then they did, they agree that they are all good now. And I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what, I guess she just wanted to hear that he liked her. Like she wanted to make sure it wasn't just like a one ended thing. I don't know. Um,
0: so I am here to tell you that apparently Groundwork is a chain. Oh. I just looked it up and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them in LA. Okay. So maybe they were just at the shittiest one. Now, you know who's going to have to get back to us on this? Heather.
1: I know. She's our coffee Heather, expert.
0: you are the coffee queen. You are the coffee expert. Let us know if you've ever been to Groundworks when you've been in LA um, chasing down the Vanderpump people. Yeah. Because she would know. She's our coffee gal. But yeah, the whole thing was stupid. It's stupid. I just don't like, and I don't care. I mean, I don't know. All her big talk about like, I'm going to crack open a shell. I just feel like whatever the fuck.
1: I wonder if this is where the downers are coming into play for Tess too, is that she's like whiny. She's mopey and she's beautiful, but no one likes her. And I'm like, you're so cute. Like what about this go find another lead singer of a band.
0: Also, another thing is if you're real fucking high, you don't care. Yeah. You do not care. I don't yeah. Like the whole point of opioids is that they make you not care. Yeah. So she shouldn't care. Yeah. And what about her hunky football man? Or was that Alexis? That was Alexis. That was Alexis. But still. Yeah. I, I feel know. like
1: Tess going to a club, she could come home with damn near anybody at the time.
0: And she was. Yeah. Like they were hanging out with Kid Rock and Marilyn Manson and like Ew. after part. I mean, not, but I mean, their are entourage people around. I don't.
1: Yeah. Oof. That's a rough one. So then we go back to the house and the mail is here, quote unquote, <laughs> like that she wouldn't have gotten an advanced copy of the Vanity Fair issue, but it's in the mail. And Andrea is wearing <laughs> little like electro pulse things on her earlobes.
0: Yeah, they were weird.
1: They're like a nerve stimulator, I think, or... I'm trying to find what they are. I mean, interesting
0: fashion choice for knowing you're going to be on television.
1: Well, it's something... Earlobe electrical stimulation.
0: What's it supposed to do?
1: Um, Well, this is cranial, so that's like something you wear on your head, but it says... Approved treatment for insomnia, depression, and anxiety consisting of pulsed, low-intensity current applied to the earlobes or scalp. Oh, okay. So it's like calming. It's almost like when you rub a dog's ears for humans.
0: I get that, but I don't think I'd be wearing it while on TV.
1: Nope. You would think she would have just done her earlobe session later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really obvious, too. And she... Yeah, this. Treating anxiety. That's, that's what she's wearing. That's
0: exactly what it is. Yeah. You should put that on the Instagram.
1: Alpha Stim. Oh my God. Wow.
0: Maybe Electrotherapy, she Electrotherapy,
1: was... the means to battle depression and anxiety.
0: Maybe she was stressed about the episode? Because she knew it was going to be the Vanity Fair, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> F.A.Q. Well, I need to use Alpha Stim every day for the rest of my life?
0: <laughs> What's the answer? <laughs> now I need to know. I just like the photo. Oh. Um,
1: what is the answer? Alpha Stim.
0: Maybe it was Um, just part of her trying to be new agey and quirky. I don't.
1: Yeah. You will need your alpha stim less and less over time since each treatment builds the effects of previous treatments.
0: I feel like it's
1: junk science, but you never know any of you out
0: there. If you've used alpha (laughs) stim, let me know. Prove me wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'll run out and buy myself one.
1: I mean, if it helps with sleeping and just like feeling calm, maybe I'll I'll start wearing that thing all the time. Sign me up. Um, so the family sits down to read this Vanity Fair article. And Alexis is at first very excited. I think she looks, excuse me, very cute in the photos. And then she starts reading and starts to melt down. And the first, the thing that she harps on are the facts, apparently, that were wrong. But they mm-hmm. are the things about the article that long term are kind of insignificant. Like what shoes she wore to court. So she says, 4 inch Louboutins. I wore little brown kitten heels. Fucking bitch." <laughs> which from BB, twenty nine dollars. Yes. So I've always wanted to look that up to see which shoes she did actually wear to court. There's got to be a paparazzi shot of her somewhere going to court.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, she says in the Nancy Joe podcast thing that she—that's what she wore. I mean, she was telling the truth about that. No, I want to know is, I had because I remember when BB was a big deal at that time, and I had a lot of girlfriends that shopped there. Nothing at BB was $29. Like, I mean, it's yeah. an exp- for a normal person's store, it was an expensive store. And like
1: did they even make kitten heels? Because kitten heels were gross.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, they made shoes, so it's very possible. But um, I just thought $29 seems very inexpensive for BB. I
1: like... Oh, they do make little kitten heels. Okay. So I think it's funny when you Google BB kitten heels, a picture of Alexis comes up. That's funny. <laughs> okay. So then... Alexis decides she's going to call Nancy Joe, and this is the voicemail heard around the world. You can watch this clip everywhere. And so every time she goes to record this voicemail, she's trying to collect herself after screaming at everyone and saying a prayer from the secret. And every time she gets interrupted by Andrea, she has to re-record.
0: And now I'm curious about that because in the podcast, she says... That they made her, that the production made her record it 36 times. They reshot it 36 times. And when I was thinking that, I'm like, fucking, she left her 36 voicemails? Like, what the hell? She was but, restarting like, it. She kept restarting it. So it was production that made her. And she said the reason, she said she was calm in the beginning. And then they made her do it and do it and do it and do it. And she said by the end that she just, like, worked herself into a froth. So apparently the first time, she was normal.
1: Weird. I wonder if instead of calling Nancy Joe that many times, if she was recording a message and then sent it to her when she was done.
0: Oh I think so. That's the only yeah. thing that makes sense because on this what we saw, she kept going, uh, like re-record. Yeah. So I'm sure that's what they were making her do, but production made her do it 36 times.
1: That's horrible. Horrible. Cause in the show we see her do it three. Yeah. Yeah. Andrea interrupts her twice and she screams and she gets it on the third try. And it's actually it's very sad. Um You know, she basically, and she does, she says it in the right way. She says, I'm very disappointed in the article that you wrote. And, you know, that I didn't get to, my side of the story, like you promised, wouldn't be told. And, you know, people won't know what a great, talented, amazing girl, no, young woman I am. Um, And she did. She got, she got hosed. And it's sad. It is sad. Andrea is sobbing uncontrollably. And she calls the lawyer immediately. And it's like, well, it's in print. It's out. There's nothing you can do. And nothing came of it. Like, she just had to eat shit over that article forever. And then I don't really... Well, I do think,
0: and it ended up... She says it ended up being good for her, but I do think it did not help her case. No. I mean, she got more time and more trouble than pretty much anyone else involved in this. So. Because it
1: made her look insanely vapid and like she was someone who would rob celebrities. Yeah. She was obsessed with celebrity. She was obsessed with labels. And this just brought that all to light.
0: Oh, speaking of which, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. Um, starting, it may already be, but it's in January. The Bling Ring is on Netflix.
1: <gasps> I know what I'm doing. Yeah, because I got
0: that like, you know, Thrillist does the, like all the new things coming to Netflix and The Bling Ring is one of them. So you I don't. I don't know if it's, Dropped yet, but at some point in the month of January, it is going to be on Netflix.
1: Okay, awesome. Um, So then, uh, sorry, Alexis tells Nancy to have a nice life, and Andrea is sobbing and says, that was beautiful. You fucking rock, girl. Yeah, it's a train wreck. (laughs) We should have just played it as an audio Well, what
0: I'm going to do, when will this episode be airing?
1: Next Friday, probably.
0: Okay. So once the episode drops, I'm going to, on Twitter, post the link to her redoing the phone call on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet. And I'm also going to post the link to the Vanity Fair article.
1: Okay. Yeah. The Vanity Fair article is a, it's a good read. It's a good article. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they say in confessional that in the wake of this Vanity Fair article, they're going to visit Jeffrey Rubinstein. And instead we get old footage of her visiting Jeffrey Rubinstein because she's wearing that same... The sweater
0: that you liked. Yeah, that, that, the sweater
1: that I liked. And so then they get on this idea of Alexis going to speak to kids about falling in with the wrong crowd and where it got her. And Jeffrey thinks that's a great idea that they need to, you know, show the good side of her So this was clearly an idea that was hatched way before the Vanity Fair thing.
0: I also think it's really funny that... um, And who knows when it was even filmed? I know. Like, she may have met the kids before the Vanity Fair article. Um, But I also think it's funny that now that all of us as a collective whole are more reality shows savvy. But even if we hadn't noticed the sweater, I wouldn't have... Watching this the first time, I would have thought, like, oh, they ran into the office because of the Vanity Fair article mix-up. They don't mention the Vanity Fair article <laughs> when they get to the office. So even without the sweater, I mean, it's so stupid. Like, it's now, in, like, in hindsight, knowing, like, how piecemealed everything is together.
1: Right. Um, yeah. So then we have to watch Gabby working her shift at the pet store. And she's learning <sighs> a lot, like, using a register. And then the guy makes her secrete the anal gland of a dog.
0: Huber Pinda. What's his name? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've, I've, I think, I find it very hard to believe that a pet store that has a grooming section in it would, on the high school kid's very first day, be like, we're going to make, have you groom a dog? Like, I just don't, like, that seems like something would come later, and don't have to be trained to do that, and yuck.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I do not
0: want to see anyone expressing dogs' anal glands on television.
1: No, it's gross. Um, and then we see Alexa speaking to some kids at, I noticed their t-shirt said "Packed LA.
0: Yeah, PACT, at, at-risk youth.
1: Yep, and I'm looking at their website and it is Positive Alternative Choices Today.
0: And I have to say, and we talked about this a little bit while we were watching it, but... Um, she was actually very sweet and, yeah. you know, I made some good points and wasn't a disaster area. Like, I thought it was going to be a shit show, and it wasn't.
1: Yeah, and for the fact that she was maybe, like eight to 10 years older than some of the older kids in the room. She did a really good job of speaking to them in a way that was peer to peer and not like she was talking to children.
0: Oh, I think she was even less old than that. So, cause of like one of the people in the back row, especially that African American girl. Yeah. She to me looked like she was 14. Yeah. So I think just, you know, maybe four years,
1: but she did a really good job of like speaking to them. Like they were friends. Yeah. And you know, like be careful who you hang out with. And it was very endearing actually. <laughs> um, it's funny, the Los Angeles Police Department also has a program named Pact, but this is different. I thought that would have was I was excited about that possible angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does a good job. She is dressed like Barbie, though, in a way that was, she was trying very hard to look innocent, and she's wearing a pink button cardigan, and it's buttoned all the way to the top. Yeah. Yeah. She looks cute, though. Um, and then Gabby takes the family to dinner with her first paycheck. LOL. And did
0: you manage to get the name of the restaurant? Because I didn't. It said like the oldest Italian restaurant. In... It was called
1: like Michaela's or Michaely's oldest Italian restaurant in Los Angeles. Um. And Tess really annoyed me at dinner too. <laughs> She, you know, Gabby's got this new job she's celebrating and they're all, they're toasting to taking control. And yeah, McKelly's. Miss Ellie's. Oh, the staff sings. Well, they love restaurants with music, don't they? Yeah, it was this place.
0: Yep, that's it.
1: Um, so they're all, t- they're toasting to taking control and Alexis is proud of herself that she went and spoke to kids and she feels like she's taking control of her image and all that kind of stuff. And Gabby's taking control and getting money of her own. And Tess was like, and I'm, I'm taking control with Max. I'm like, yeah, sure you are.
0: Um, what I thought was hysterical. And <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, but Gabby was talking about having to express the anal glands at dinner and Alexis says, Tess, you should try that on Max. Yes,
1: I did hear that. <laughs> she's funny. She's well, and funny. as funny. I
0: mean, and as we know from listening to the podcast now, when she's sober, she's really funny. But it was really funny. I was just looking up the minimum wage in 2010. It was $7.25. So, I mean, if she worked 20 hours,
1: I guess it's possible after taxes she had enough to pay for dinner. Although I'm sure production did. That's a crock of shit. She didn't yeah. pay for anything. She got everyone's, like, sodas. They just wanted to throw that in there.
0: Um, And then... Next week, we get bumper cars. Oh, yeah. Our go-kart bumper cars. Um, Tess's mom, which I have so much to say about because I'm sure you heard a little bit about Tess's mom in the podcast that you listen to, but Andrea talks a lot about Tess's mom, Ooh. and I am now... Fucking obsessed with Tesla. Okay, mom. don't
1: don't drop it this episode. Though. I'm
0: not going to. I said we'll do it in the next episode. Okay, but she would be a really good wild file.
1: Okay, I'm gonna listen to that episode too. because
0: she is woo. Like I want to be her friend. She is wackadoo in a good way. Okay, um, and then we get a big fight with Andrea and false hope. Uh, well, I said false hope because they imply that the suit is going to be dropped. Yes. Now, before we totally finish, I have a little PSA for everyone that I should have said at the beginning.
1: Other than your sneakers?
0: Other than my sneakers is even more pertinent to everyone. Um, So, there's a new reality show on Netflix called The Circle. It is awful. Stay the fuck away from it. I (laughs) watched, because they they dropped the first four episodes on New Year's Day, and then it's going to come out weekly on Wednesdays. It's a reboot of a British reality show, and I'm sure the British version is great. It is the most boring, stupid fucking thing. I watched it for four hours last night. Um, Terrible. Do not delve in. Because now I feel like I need to know what happens because I'm invested, but not in a good way. It's awful. Okay. It's about eight people stuck in an apartment building that only can communicate through this social media app on their TV called The Circle. And, like, you can catfish people. I mean, the premise sounds good, and I'm sure the British one is good. But it's awful. And the most awful part is, obviously, this is not a real social media thing. Because they'll... It annoys me because when they make it's it's all voice controlled allegedly but it's not like someone in production is like typing everything. So instead of talking like a normal person to say send message, they do it like they're talking to their phone. So they'll be like, "Hello, what are you doing right now? Send." And they say it like that and I'm like, "You you don't someone's just typing. <laughs> Fuck you." And and they they have to like pick pictures and I this is why I know it's production because they'll say like some of them will say like send the picture on the top right. And some will be like, send the picture in the overalls. Your fucking computer doesn't know which picture has overalls. Like, it's, it's annoying. But all of you stay away from it. It is terrible. <laughs> Do not watch The Circle.
1: I'm not going to lie. That description makes it sound awful and I have absolutely no interest in that. So. It's, it's
0: terrible. It's really, really, really bad.
1: But I thought like Netflix,
0: like, you know, it's their first foray into reality show and competition. I thought it might be good, but don't watch it. It's really bad. Stay away.
1: I'm going to watch The Dark Show about the figure skater instead.
0: The dark show of the figure skater? It's
1: called Spinning Out, and January Jones plays like a stage mom of a figure skater who is played <gasps> by the young woman who is in British Skins, who I love. Is that on Netflix? Yes. When does it start? It was uploaded yesterday, I think.
0: Oh, I'm all over that. I heard Messiah is good, too.
1: Spinning Out. I okay. gonna start it.
0: Um, all right, guys. Well, um, we will talk to you in two weeks.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful.
0: You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.